So they'll take that form, that menu just created, and they'll take it into a control environment, which is usually an echo room. They would have one person there, and they will see how much electromagnetic field, how much exposure coming off that phone, and only that phone to that person. And then they would basically still realize that there is some negative effects, but they're pretty small. So they say that that device is safe, and now it's allowed to be sold. You know what the problem is this? The problem is that they don't look at the accumulative effects of the electromagnetic radiation, yeah. mm -hmm. and they don't look at the combined accumulative effects on all of our devices emitting at the same time. There is not a single study anywhere in the world taking into consideration an accumulative effect. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today's guest is founder, president, and CEO of American Aries Inc., Dimitri Serov, who is talking with Paul about electromagnetic frequency hazards. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the show page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you are listening on Apple Podcast. Your opinions matter and your ratings help us to grow and help more people to be healthy, find freedom of body and mind and to live their dreams. And now here is Paul with Dimitri. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, we're going to talk about EMF hazards, a life or death situation. But my guest today is Dimitri Serov, president of Aries Tech, a company I've been uh, associated with and using their products for a long time. I don't even remember how many years, honestly, but uh, a quick introduction on that. And welcome, Dimitri. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I spent 25 years on airplanes moving around the world, constantly teaching with Penny. And uh, I'm quite sensitive to <clears throat> electromagnetic fields and um I do a lot of inner work and healing work, so I'm very sensitive to subtle energies. And I can actually even feel a current flowing through a wire. And uh, I found that I was just having the hardest time sleeping in hotels. And we're often, you know what it's like when you're moving constantly. I'm on sometimes seminar tours <clears throat> where I'm, I've done 47 presentations in six countries in six weeks. So I'm like hopping from time zone to time zone, sometimes traveling all the way across the world. And I got to the point where I just didn't know what time of day it was anymore. And I felt like my body was confused. And so I started looking into things that could protect me and maybe enhance my um, ability to recover and travel. And somehow I came across Aries Tech. Now, this is many years ago now. I can't remember how long. Probably your first generation products. I think it's somewhere about 2000. 16 maybe somewhere around that time i think that's when we we, we first uh, seen you okay. uh, using it see i was using them privately before you guys would know about me though because i had them a lot longer than that how long have they been on the market uh we brought them into the market first in 2013 this is the very first generation of uh our first microchip um that was um it, it shares the same technology today, but we went far further uh, away from the original product to what we have right now. Yeah. So I remember having the original 
the first card that looks like a credit card. I had one of the chips for my phone or for computers. Yeah, you were referring to the uh, Ares Defender. Uh, back then, it was called Ares Defender. Yes, exactly. This is a product we have specifically designed for EHS uh, electro-hypersensitive people, which uh, protects, uh, basically, dramatically reduce the negative effects of uh, surrounding electromagnetic pollution. It's not the type of product you install on your electronic devices. Uh, it's a product that you carry on your person or with you. And back then, uh, it was very effective, uh, and the effective range was uh, somewhere about a, a meter and a half in diameter. Right. Um, so I had that, and I had the, the one that you put on your phone, and then later there was one for the computer. I think I put a computer one on my phone is what I did originally. It was a yeah, which is, which is is fine. Yeah, that, that's the, that, that, there is no difference. The only difference is that the one that was... Um, designed for a, a cell phone, uh, specifically had a, a, a special um, protection layer, like a silicone, um, like resin to, uh, you know, because people drop their phones constantly and they go in and out the pocket all the time just to protect it. So, but the, the, the microprocessor and the resonator antenna, they were identical between these two products. Yeah. So the point being is when I, I've tested a lot of these products because I was, you know, I researched this stuff and I have people that come to me with electrosensitivity and they don't know it. They often show up with things like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic immune stress and things like that. So in my assessment, knowing, having studied this stuff all the way back to the days of Robert O. Becker and his book, um, the title, the, what is it called? The body electric, I think. But anyhow, um, I noticed uh, when I was using the card, which you called the Defender, I just called it the card, um, that it, there was a calming effect on my body. I noticed it immediately and I would carry it on the airplanes and put it next to me on the console. And I found that my body was a lot more stressed when I traveled on airplanes without it than than when I had it. So I always made sure that I actually started keeping it in my passport folder. So it was always there. I put one in there just for traveling. So I never forget it. And then at night, uh, you know, a lot of these hotels, you've got tons and tons of routers. You can look on your phone and see like 50 different routers that are on and wireless signals. So even if you could shut one off in your room, you're just being bombarded by all the rooms around you. So I was putting them on the nightstand. Penny would have one on her nightstand. I'd have one on my nightstand so that the fields would overlap and we would get more of a protective field because there would be one on each side of the bed. And I found that they were definitely like my sleep quality was noticeably better. So, you know, and that back then, I don't think there was as much research as you guys have now. We we had research, uh, but um, the difference back then compared to right now, uh, I don't know if you are aware, but uh, in 2019, um, I took this company public. Um, and uh, in order to do an IPO, which we did, uh, we did uh, initial public offering, we had to go through two years of due diligence by Ontario Security Commission, which is the regulator of the stock exchange, Toronto Stock Exchange, and uh, by a Competition Bureau of Canada. 
And uh, in addition to that, uh, the bankers uh, also had to do their own due diligence where they hired an expert in biophysics from Berkeley University from California, a professor uh, that did provide an opinion, a written opinion on our technology for the committee uh, of our banker. Um, so because that process required us to basically, um, you know, confirm that this is a real technology and people were literally signing off on it, whether we allowed to lease the company or not based on the claims, we had to peer review uh, a lot of studies and we had to go and do publications, uh, including uh, publications and peer reviewed academical journals. So uh, somewhere in, you know, at the end of 2019, suddenly, you know, we had these materials, but we had to replicate them, redo the studies and then send them for peer reviewing. And this is a long process. So it took us two years to do all of this and about $2 million uh, of spent uh, in this process. And that, that's why you see all this research right now, uh, because it's been, um, uh, it's been generated during the process of going public. So it was very painful and very long uh, and very <laughs> hard, but, um, it it actually turned out to be an excellent thing for us because we have all this research that no one no one in the world as far as i know in this industry in this field has even a fraction of it and these are scientifically significant research papers uh most of them were conducted on the physiological response of a human to the electromagnetic radiation because this is the only adequate um way of answering whether a technology works or not is by seeing the physiological response of a human. And there are different ways how you can record it. We, we're not uh, going to go there um, right now. And then also we did research on wister rats. Uh, we did research on honeybees. Oh, good. Uh, yes. And then that, that was a pretty long uh, research. All this research are peer-reviewed and published on our website. Yeah. So ariestech.com for everybody. Air aristech.com yes and then also we did a very significant uh, s a very complex computer modeling calculations i'm talking about you know five six hundred of computer hours and supercomputer well supercomputers that we can use not supercomputers that you know there are a few of them in the world but you know significant working stations running for five six hundred computer hours calculating uh the, and making a computer model calculation just to to show the physics behind the the, the process of these semiconductors the the circular diffraction lattice that we etched um it's a nanostructure uh for example uh the current uh live tune personal uh it's what replaced the product that you're referring to the Ares Defender, it has 2,200,000 circular, circular resonators etched on a silicon chip with it, with it channels of 0.2, exactly, 0.2 nanometers etching. So if you look at it and you play with the light, you see like a, hol you see like a hologram kind of hovering over. So, so this is basically, you're looking at a quantum field hovering over because it acts like uh, so so on the surface of this chip you have a circular etchings uh this is 
the main working components is a specially designed nano silk curl sl uh, lattice that we etch on the semiconductor. Uh, so um, the etching channels are 0.2 nanometers, which is absolutely the maximum uh, you can, uh, the, 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 density, the most dense amount you can use right now. Uh, these microprocessors are made in two companies, with two companies. One is ON Semiconductor in Belgium, which is a massive semiconductor company. And the second one is even bigger uh, in Shanghai called HH Gray, so massive semiconductor companies. And, and um, so we, we, we did all this research and uh, we published it uh, right now. It's all on the website. That's great. Yeah, you know, the other thing too, and, and I don't know if you think this way, but those flower of life patterns that are etched in there and all the patterns, you can create an information field with geometry like that. Have you looked this at- is a, This is, I'll give you more than, I'll, I'll explain what's really happening. Um, I mean, we call it flower of life, but it's a good analogy, but it's not ex exactly that. Yeah. I so can see if that, you look, yeah. if you look at, um, if you look at, if we speak about electromagnetic field, there are two types of two types of electromagnetic field. There is the electromagnetic field that generated by your body cell, by the chemistry inside your body cell. As you know, it's it's a whole universe within one cell, and the body cells they emit electromagnetic field, which is great. This is normal. This is totally fine. And this type of electromagnetic field is coherent. It's always stable, and it's in a holographic uh, wave form. And we know everything about this type of electromagnetic field, and we can take it. We can re repli replicate it uh, in in a computer a model and uh, see how it looks and what it's made out of it, how it actually organized the electromagnetic field, how it's organized. And let's just imagine that we have the electromagnetic field of a body cell on the computer in a, in a sphere, and it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's an exact copy, a super, uh, super, um, in, in, in a super visual way. And let's, let's decide that we cut it, we cut the sphere in, in a half and then just open it and look at the flat section. Yeah, that's like looking right down at that pattern. Exactly. That flat section was literally taking and etched on a semiconductor silicon wafer. That, but it's etched in a in in a cert, there is a certain technology behind it uh, because we use litrographic equipment, and uh, the channels are at 0 0.2 nanometers, and it's very important to maintain certain uh, parameters uh, of the channels, and they need to be done a certain way in order for the system to work. So we literally take the electromagnetic field of a cell. We replicate it in a computer, we take a flat section on it, and that model goes into the semiconductor. Then we build what the yellow part around the semiconductor, this is uh, an antenna. It's basically a resonator antenna. And we, I just want to stop right there. I don't want to go from the main point right now. We'll speak about how the product works, actually. Uh, so the first type of electromagnetic field is what we emit ourselves. And this is good if 
I'll touch you, your body is not going to respond to this electromagnetic field coming from my hand. The second type of electromagnetic field is um, what we called uh, digital noise. That what we called uh, a, a, a non-ionized electromagnetic radiation emitted by telecommunication technology. Cell phone, cordless phone, Wi-Fi routers, you name it, any, any equipment today. Yeah, even that wires. Type of, absolutely. That type of electromagnetic field is the opposite of what's in our body cell. It's never stable. Never, even for a millisecond. It's constant chaos, digital noise. It's not in a holographic waveform. It's in a spike-like waveform. And um, that type of electromagnetic field, when it interacts with the body cell, the, it influences it in a very negative way. So when we looked at how to, when we were approaching this problem, and there, there, there could be many methods on solving this issue. This is our method. This is what we do. Okay, I'm not saying that this is the only one that is out there and that's the only one that 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 works. But what we did, we were we we basically realized that we need to take that chaotic electromagnetic field in a spike-like waveform, the dig digital noise, and diffract it. Because the very first thing that people think of when they think about the problem of electromagnetic radiation emitted by an electronic device is blocking it. And by blocking it, you did solve the problem, but you're going into a stone age. That phone <laughs> never, that's phone never going to ring again. That <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi router it's never like going That's a Faraday cage around your it's phone. It's a Faraday cage around your phone. And you know what? Some people may be fine with it, but 99% of the people, including myself, absolutely love technology. I think that technology is is phenomenal and we should continue using it. So we said that we cannot block the electromagnetic field. That's not the point. And a lot of companies are already doing that. We're not going to be any, you know, any, there is, there is no point even to exist. But to diffract the electromagnetic field and convert the electromagnetic field emitted by electronic device to match our own type of our own baseline electromagnetic field. This is going to be a revolution, revolution. And this is exactly what, what we have achieved. Our microprocessors, they register, um, they register the electromagnetic, so if you look at, um, so, so, so I just want to be more specific here. So these are microchips that are passive. Yes, you're, you're the power. So exactly. So people understand and people don't understand. For those people that listening to us and don't understand what is a power microprocessor, they, uh, what is a passive microprocessor, they always ask, okay, if it's a microchip, where is the power supply? And it's a good question. If it's a microchip, where is the power supply? And a passive microprocessor doesn't require a power supply. It gets powered by the electromagnetic field that it is interacting with. In, you know, in, a, in the case of live-tuned device, the chip is installed on your wireless um, VR headset, for example. And that VR headset emits electromagnetic field that registered by the resonator antenna around the microprocessor and then transfers onto the chip. A very good example of a passive microprocessor is this. A credit card? It's a chip. Oh. It's a chip oh. in your credit oh, right. card. Yes, yeah. Here is a chip and there is no power supply. There are no batteries inside this card. 
and therefore it get powered by the electromagnetic field of a near field terminal. So when you when you install our product on any electronic device, let's say you're a gamer and you use your VR headset and you play uh, an online game in the metaverse. So the, the 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 head unit itself emits electromagnetic field, and the electromagnetic field when it gets to a certain then the polarization it distributed it, it registered by the resonator antenna, and then it goes on the microchip. Now what happened on the surface of the microchip? There are these specially designed circular circular resonators. They're organized in a very specific way, and that design is a copy of an electromagnetic field of our body cell. And then when the energy particles of the electromagnetic field are fill all these channels, and it happens extremely fast, it's like milliseconds, now the chip itself starts to emit a counter field. It's like a reflection. It's called Fourier transformation. So it starts to emit a counter field, like if you take a light, a flashlight, and flash it onto a mirror, but the mirror not going to be perfect flat and thick. It's going to have um, like 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 some fragments in it. The light will reflect back but it will be diffracted it will not be the same um radiation as the original flash is going to counter back in a different wave form so this is exactly what happened the energy the electromagnetic field of our device that we're trying to get reduced uh, 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 exposure from will power the chip the chip will emit a counter field now that counterfield is a superposition. It's a superposition field that is structured in an organized holographic waveform. Therefore, any other electromagnetic field, whether it comes from the device or from other sources onward, will, by interacting with this superposition, will copy itself and will and will be basically match to that to that uh, superposition field and that's how it works of course there are limitations of course there is an effective range it's not infinite i mean every device has its own effective range so th this is and this is the main difference of emf modulation technology compared to many most of the products out there are holistic they're homeopathic products they, they may indeed work but the way they work, it's 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 unknown. There are no physical. There is no backup in, in, in scientific backup. There is no explanations in many cases. Uh, wh where this uh, is a device, it's it's a physical chip that does the work. Yeah, it's good science. I mean, it's 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 good science and it's good technology, and it's portable. It's easy. I'm you know not having to plug it in makes it a lot easier to deal with. Um. And it works. I mean, I, I'm sensitive enough. I wouldn't even be talking to you if I didn't think it worked. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't sell anything I don't believe in. I have to sleep with myself at night. Hi, everybody. I'm very excited to share some big news with you today. This month, anyone with an internet connection will be able to learn my holistic system of exercise and conditioning. That's because we're finally putting one of my most important advanced training programs out to the digital world. That's Integrated Movement Science Level 1, which is now available online. 
IMS-1 includes my physiological load assessment, postural assessments, stretching and mobility assessments, how to perform corrective mobilizations, instructions on improving stability, and a huge library of exercises, all of which are game changers for any practice. The physiological load assessment alone makes a huge difference in your client results and keeps them from getting injured and progressing more naturally and fully, which results in excellent walk-around marketing for you. Whether you're just getting started in holistic health and performance, or you're looking to upskill, or you just want to stand out from the crowd, IMS-1 is the advanced training you need. To get early notification of the course release and win a 10% discount at the launch, please go to the check shop, that's C-H-E-K shop, thecheckshop.com forward slash I-M-S number one online. That's thecheckshop.com forward slash I-M-S one online and sign up. I know you're going to love this program. I've got nothing but excellent feedback for the years I've been running it live and it's super exciting to be able to share it with you online so you can learn at your own pace anytime, anywhere you have an internet connection. Enjoy. So we got lots of interesting things to talk about. I think if we could just loop back, maybe just clarify for the listeners diffraction, because if people don't understand what that is, they'll probably be a bit lost. Do you want to just give a, a basic example of diffraction for them? The very basic example and the analogy that I usually uh, tell people that are completely new to it and they don't know, they don't understand. Um, let's imagine I have um, a water pipe, a straight pipe coming out of the ceiling, and I open up the faucet, and the water pours out of this pipe. And it goes into a straight line, basically toward the straight floor. gravity towards the floor. And then let's say that it let, let's let, let's say that this is the same thing as the EMF coming off your phone. Okay, so it's the original waveform. So it's original stream of water coming from the pipe. Now let's say that that type of water is painful. It's it hurts you when it hits you because it's concentrated, and when it hits your body, it, it's painful. And now we need to diffract it. We need to change it. So what we're gonna do uh, a, a diffraction in this case would be we will take a nozzle. We mean you. We're gonna create a certain uh, pattern design, and we will install it onto the pipe. And then when we open up the hole, the, the, this faucet, the water going to come out of the same pipe, but it's now going to change its form. It's now not going to come out in a straight line. It's going to come up out according our design that we have put on the um, the, the head that we put into the onto onto that pipe. And the more pressure we have, the more um, range it's going to last, because at one point. It doesn't matter what we do at one point, that structure will be broken into a, into a straight line again. So this is, this is a diffraction. Another analogy is with, with, with a light. If you reflect, if you put a light beam into a perfect mirror, it's going to come back in the same uh, form. If you will uh, take the light and flash it onto a crystal, for example, um, it would be diffracted into different spectrums, into different 
angles and it's it will be completely modified yeah like a rainbow is a diffraction yes a hundred percent yeah so there's an example you know and and um which is an interesting concept because uh th- this is sort of a, a sidestep but uh here's an interesting question is a rainbow real <laughs> It's there, but you can't catch it. You can't grab it. You know, a funny story. Uh, I don't know what happened. I was in Spain. Uh, um, I was there for three months because I, I, I also uh, have a place in, uh, in Costa Brava in Spain. And I was there uh, September, October, November of 2021. Um, so... <laughs> I was coming from Girona to my house, uh, which is on, on the coast of uh, Costa Brava, a little city called Lorette. And for the first time in my life, I seen a rainbow that I swear I could touch. Wow. Like it was like here. <laughs> I, was in a, I was driving from, I was bringing my daughter from school and uh, she looked at it and she said, Daddy, like, I can't believe it. And like, we both seen it. And she's not very small. I mean, she's, she's a small girl, but she isn't great too. And she understands what rainbow is. And I don't know what kind of atmosphere, like, I don't know how, but it was right in front of me. I swear I could, if, if I wouldn't be driving on, on, on the, I couldn't just stop because it's a twisty road through the mountain. I, if I could just stop, I probably would walk in right into it. <laughs> Never seen anything like that. I was completely sober. Uh, you know, we were uh, unbelievable. Just, you, you know, just wanted to share that. Well, yeah, it's a special event, you know, and, and it is a special event. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it touches something deep inside of us, but, you know, I, I only mention that because it, it goes to the question, for example, are dreams real? Well, they're as real as a rainbow. So you have to decide, is it real or not real? You know, you could say, oh, it's just a diffraction pattern. But y- here we are talking about a EMF protection device that uses a diffraction pattern and a rainbow is a diffraction pattern. So when some people can't understand how something like that can be real, I was just sort of playing with the words and saying, well, is a rainbow real? Well, there it is. You can see it. It's right, right in front of you. <laughs> um, this is a very basic question, as you know, but uh, maybe you could just describe for listeners that maybe don't have any background at all what an elect- what an, uh, EMFs are or what is the difference between harmful and non-harmful. Um, because I think a lot of people are, don't really have enough understanding about electromagnetic frequencies or what a harmful is versus an unharmful. And you've also got the problem with a lot, a lot of big phone companies and other tech companies saying, oh, if it's not ionizing, it's not going to hurt you. And, and so there's a lot of what I would call counter, uh, <laughs> propaganda out there. So people have, a lot of people have it in their mind that, oh, you know, it's not dangerous to be near a microwave. They, they have no clue of, of what electromagnetic radiation is. So maybe you can just give us a, a basic explanation of why a technology like this is important and what it is that it's dealing with. This, this is a very good question. And I think I can uh, provide more value 
to the listeners, uh, to, to people who are listening here, uh, if, if I would explain something that relates to your question, but I think it's more important. You see, if me and you, we, if both of us will create a new phone right now and take it into the market, it will need to go through the, uh, to, to get it, it, all this, all this electronics are regulated. In the US, it's FCC. So they'll take that phone that me and you just created, and they'll take it into a control environment, which is usually an echo room. They would have one person there, and they will see how much electromagnetic field, how much exposure coming off that phone, and only that phone to that person. And then they would basically still realize that there is some negative effects, but they're pretty small. So they say that that device is safe and now it's allowed to be sold. You know what the problem is this? The problem is that they don't look at the accumulative effects of the electromagnetic radiation and they don't look at the combined accumulative effects on all of our devices emitting at the same time. There is not a single study anywhere in the world taking into consideration an accumulative effect. Instead of taking a cell phone that they put in a control environment and they only turn it on for like 10 minutes, they should take all my electronics, they should take my entire desktop right now where I'm seated right now, including the printer behind me that is Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi router that's on the wall and all these devices that are right here. And they need to measure how much all of them emit. And they need to also take into consideration that they will not stop emitting. It's not 10 minutes exposure. Exactly the same thing happening in the food industry. You see, they look at the tomato. And they say, yeah, we use pesticides. And they look at the pesticides within that tomato and they say, look, it's a little bit there. I mean, it's bad, but it's, you know, you can still live 75 years eating this tomato, you're not gonna die. But they don't realize that they don't take, they realize, but they don't take into, this is called manipulating, right? They don't take into the account that I didn't eat that one tomato today. I ate a salad and then I ate this, that, and that, and just a breakfast. Then I have a lunch, then I have dinner, and then I have snack. So they should look at all pesticides that I eat during the day. Same thing, they need to look at the accumulative exposure to electromagnetic radiation I have received through a day. And with EMF, it's also true night because it doesn't go anywhere. 99.99% of people out there, they will not turn off their Wi-Fi router when they go to sleep. And they just leave everything the way it is and they go to sleep. So this is the biggest problem. So all type of, of, electrom, of, of electromagnetic waves would, would, negative, would, would, negative, uh, would have a negative effect on you. And even the original um, research and the original, it's not even the research, the, the, the guidelines that we based out on, uh, it's called Safety Code 6. Uh, these are regulations from uh, mid-70s that never were changed. Back in mid-70s, they realized that we people can get this much exposure and they call it a day. And ever since then, no one looked at it anymore. So we are still monitoring and regulating you know how much exposure coming out of an electronic device and we only looking at that 
they use that one device only. And this is what the biggest problem that people don't understand is the cumulative effect that creates a massive uh, problems eventually. Yes. And so when it comes to, to an electromagnetic uh, source of pollution, uh, it, because whenever there's an electric field, it creates a magnetic field. And so I think it might be helpful for people to realize, for example, if, if you're next to an electromagnetic device or even a wire, the current flowing through the wire is producing a field around the wire. So one of the ways I describe it to people is I say to them, have you ever had a sweater come out of the dryer that's full of a static electricity? Absolutely. And as you get your hand next to it, you can literally see your hairs on your arms standing up. Imagine what's happening within your body cells. Imagine the reaction there on the chemistry. It's all, it's, it's actually, and don't take my word for it. I mean, the information is out there. Yeah, I know it. Okay. Myself, and it's, course. and it's, uh, uh, you know, the, it's literally damaging the DNA. Yep. Okay. Uh, now, again, it's not the type of radiation as you would go and buy a nuclear blast and stay there. That happens extremely quickly. But, you know, the, again, the cumulative effects, and it depends on your physiology as a, as a human. Uh, it depends on, on that. But, you know, we can develop significant adverse effects. Um, in, in, in a year, in two, in 10, it all depends on us and, and our lifestyle as well. But, yes, 100%, the amount of exposure the radio waves we're getting today as modern people living in the modern cities, um, it's unprecedented. It, it's, it's beyond and above um, everything that we could ever imagine. So, and, and the tune is shifting. Even, even like, for example, in France, they were one of the first adopters of Wi-Fi routers. Now they banned Wi-Fi routers in elementary schools and kindergarten. You cannot have a Wi-Fi in France in school. A lot, and this is just one example. Okay, uh, I know there are a lot of schools in California, even in New York cities, uh, uh, that that are banning Wi-Fi routers. Now suddenly people looking at, you know, now suddenly people realize, you know, another good example. Before, like in the nineties. Maybe in the 90s, but at the end of 90s, they said, well, yeah, for sure, smoking is bad. For sure, for sure it's bad. And, but, but they never at that point spoke about secondhand smoking. You know, we knew smoking is bad, but everyone, you know, no one bans smoking outside of the mall on the parking lot or, you know, like, or, or on the patio. People were still smoking outside. And then at one point they realized that, yeah, beside that, you know, you inhaling tobacco, but, you know, it's also the secondhand smoking. And now they banned, they, not, they, they said you're not allowed to smoke outside at the, in the public area and, and so on. So same thing happening with the electromagnetic radiation exposure. They start to look at it right now. And, and there are a lot of studies coming out, especially in European Union, uh, in, in Australia too. Um, uh, all the Scandinavian countries um, are really you know, looking at the guidelines and they are now started starting to look at the accumulative effects. And, and this is it, it, and this is the most important uh, thing that 
uh, we are not trying to stop the technology. I don't think it's even possible, and I don't think people want to stop it. I don't want to stop it, the technology. But there, there, there are many ways how we can reduce the exposure. Uh, we can do our, our certain things ourselves, and then we can put pressure onto the manufacturers of this technology to develop uh, uh, to develop safer technology. Safer technology. Uh, another good example is in the beginning of 20th century when you know automobile uh, cars were just you know getting more and more popular. Like at the beginning of 20th century, uh, we quickly realized that they're polluting. But no one banned them. We invented a catalytic converter and an exhaust. No one said, okay, cars are polluting, ban them. No, absolutely not. They made more cars, but now they put an exhaust on it. They put a catalytic converter and so on. So then we went to we unleaded, are, unleaded fuel. Exactly. And, and we are approaching this right now because by 2025, there will be 46 billion Internet of Things devices. That's crazy. 46 billion IoT devices, Internet of Things. Uh, my jacket will be connected to the Internet and... Uh, I'm not kidding you. It will be at one point connected to the internet. So all this accumulative effects of all this telecommunication technology and all this Internet of Things uh, would uh, create even more, um, even more problems to to our well-being. That's why um, you need to consider not that use of one cell phone uh, or uh, use of a computer is the cumulative facts of all your devices. Hi, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. I bet you you're as interested in freedom and sovereignty as I am, which is damn important right now. Mm. I won't go into it. I do it in my podcast all the time. But you know what? I think it's time for us all to build a freedom flag of green, red, and gold. And I'm going to tell you what, not only we're going to build the flag, we're going to eat it together. And I got <laughs> Drew Canoli from Organifi to tell us what is going to be in each of those colors in our freedom flag so we have the vitality to make the changes we need to make the world a better place for all living beings right now. Drew, why green, red, and gold? Well, green, ashwagandha, green juice, lower stress, 600 milligrams of clinically tried ashwagandha, lower stress. We've yeah. done so many clinicals on this. Excellent. And we need our stress reduced because if we're in fight or flight, if you we're can't in fear- think clearly. People will tell you what to do. Yeah. You got Big Brother telling you what to do every day. You're yeah. just gonna be a little robot. I'll pass. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and we need energy. We do. We in gotta, the afternoon. We gotta have, be able to think. Yeah. If you can't think, you're useless. Yes, and you gotta be creative. Yep. So what helps me with that? Rhodiola and cordyceps. Yes. Increase the stamina energy. Vikings used to drink this when they go to war. Yeah. We're at war right now, Paul. Yes, we are. Right? We're at war with with everything that we don't want. Yeah. So we're going to turn it around. We have to turn it around. With the green, love. red, and gold flag. We need it. Yeah. We can eat it too. And another thing that's important. So we covered stress. Yeah. We covered energy. Yeah. What's actually really important is sleep. Sleep yeah. doctor. Yes. Right? Doctor, so, doctor quiet. Doctor quiet. People aren't sleeping these days. No. They're, they're disturbed too jacked up. with all kinds of frequencies that are entering our multiverse. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> so what helps us sleep? Turkey tail, reishi, turmeric, latte. It tastes amazing right before bed. 
So all day long, this is the system. It's the sunrise to sunset system. Green in the morning, red in the afternoon, gold at night. You sleep like a baby. You have more energy than you've ever had. You will lower your stress. Green wakes you up. Red keeps you going. And gold puts you to bed so that you wake up with a fresh head. And you can be, oh, I love that. And you can be free. We are free. Mm -hmm. And to be free, you got to choose to be free. And that starts with a diet that gives you the energy and the creativity to create freedom, which we all have to do right now. We've got to hold hands, circle the globe. And the nice thing about it is you can put any one of these in your pocket, Mm -hmm. unpackage it, pour it into some water, or like you told me the story about the little kid that eats it straight out of the package and just chases it with water. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You have got your new flag, green, red, and gold. Let's stand up for each other. Sovereignty, freedom, And remember, every dollar we spend on food either goes to corporate farmers destroying the planet or the organic farmers that drew hires to make the best products in the world. So be the change. Go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And because you're a Living 4D listener and Drew and I want you to be part of the movement, we're going to make it easier for you with a 20% discount on checkout. Use the code capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 20. That's check 20. Let's all get our green, red, and gold, and create freedom right now. With so much uh, 5G cell phone towers and, and now satellites everywhere, it doesn't matter. You could be standing in an empty field, just you and your cell phone, and not realize you're getting huge influences from technologies that you can't even see. You see, 5G is a completely different topic because um, 5G stands for fifth generation. The G is a generation. So, for example, uh, 4G LTE, fourth generation telecommunication technology, um, and 5G telecommunication technology are very different. Um, 5G, the pro- the proper there is there is a proper 5G that is based on millimeter waves. Uh, it's 32 gigahertz. So um, where the LTE was 2.8 gigahertz, one gigahertz is 1,000 cycles. So if you look at the flat lake and you throw a stone, you're going to see circles coming out. So 2.8 gigahertz is 2,800 cycles coming out of that stone. So these are the cycles. Yeah. A minute. Yeah. Is it, okay. it's a second? Uh, sorry, a second. second. A second, yeah. a second, a second. Absolutely, a second. Now, 5G is 32,000. So you're going from 2.8 to 2,800 cycles of exposure per second to 32,000 cycles of exposure per second. So it's more than 10x. But that's not the main problem. The main problem is that uh, you see millimeter waves, as much as they can transfer so much information, but they're not not able to go long distance. So so what they're doing before the LTE, you would have this, you will see this antenna, antennas, the the, the antennas, and they could spread spread them in a city and and they can be like 20 25 kilometers away of each other and you will still be in a grid the millimeter waves they're not traveling further than 400 feet even three crown crown affects it so now what they're doing they need to create a, a lot of transmitters and they usually go into street lights 
okay so as you go and you walk in the middle of the you know downtown like don't i live in toronto you walk downtown toronto you see the street lights left and right so they put them one yes one no one yes one no and alternatively on the other side one yes one no so the idea is that with 4g let's say you had for example uh in toronto in the city of toronto you had 10 antennas and they would you know create a network of 4g but with 5g they need to have 40,000 maybe 100,000 transmitters in the same city Best. they're going everywhere and they don't look in, they don't look like your you know this uh, antenna tower that we see everywhere the 5g tr transmitters they don't look anything like that they you don't even see them they're tiny little modules that again they put them literally in a box of the street light and they're and, and they're just everywhere so what's going to happen you will always be in a very very close proximity to the source of electromagnetic uh, exposure where with lte you know you can dump your phone let's say you don't use any technology and you just walk in the city and you get exposure but the source is far away it could be 10 kilometers away from you it could be further than that. 5G is not like that. 5G, if you see 5G, uh, if you see 5G on your on your device, if you have, if you connect it to 5G and it's a proper uh, 5G millimeter wave, uh, you would you know that you are very close to the source. Yeah, the sad thing, you know, we live on top of a mountain, um, an hour's drive out of San Diego, and I'm super sensitive. They when they installed 5G at our previous house in Vista, where we had three quarters of an acre, it's it's you know everyone has a, a big space. It's not a cramped up place, but they installed 5G down there, and I could not sleep. It was like I was it was like I was being buzzed by a microwave. You know the 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 high energy that comes off a microwave oven, and I could not wait to get out of there. But now that they've launched all these satellites intermittently, now all of a sudden I'll get 5G on my phone and then it'll disappear. So I know it's because the satellite's moving around. But they're, as you know, they're they're in in the in the amazing book, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, which is probably the most comprehensive book on all these issues ever published. Um, he said at the time of that book, they were planning to launch 42,000 5G satellites, but I've heard up estimates up to 62,000 now. Have you got any insight on that? Well, I don't have the insight, absolutely not. But you see, uh, besides satellites, they're all, forget about satellites, for example. Uh, if, Look at that, as I just explained, uh, never mind satellites, but you also have these transmitters everywhere. And then every device that you have connected acts as a retransmitter. Uh, it retransmits. So you may have, so, so look at this for a second. Let's say you, let's say you have, you live in a big farm and you have a, a 4G antenna uh, 10 kilometers away from you. But then you have a Wi-Fi router you have a cable that brings internet to that Wi-Fi router. Then that Wi-Fi router retransmits the EMF to all other devices that are connected, and everyone acts as a retransmitter. So it's it's really really creates a grid of radio waves. It's all radio waves at the end of the day, right? But it's so dense now. 
and this and and the carrying wave uh, you know no one even no one asks these questions but how you know you know before in in, in when phone when cell phone word just came up to the market i remember i was i, I was only allowed to type an sms of like 30 character like 30 letters sms why because the carrying wave couldn't carry more than that. the carrying uh, couldn't carry more than that right now i'm taking a four, i'm taking a high definition like hdr video with my iphone like two minutes of you know my son playing and i send it to my mom who and she could be like i don't know on another side of the planet and she gets it like in a second let you imagine what kind of energy behind it taking that information you know if i just need to like 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 how does it happen so and and it's not just my sms i mean there are millions and millions of things happening at the same time so we live in a very polluted digital noise um and there are ways to reduce exposure and there are ways to make this safe and uh, you know i don't think we need to you know you know panic or anything like that because at the end of the day uh this 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 industry will be better regulated it's going there i i know a few things that's happening right now but there there're going to be a lot of um adjustments uh but right now there is none and what you can do you can you know get Aries a tech. product that <laughs> you can get one of our products to protect you from the negative effects of electromagnetic radiation you can consider getting some other products uh, most of them are holistic as i said our product is a technology based and that's that's the main difference well you know there, there's a point i want to bring up in there because you 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 mentioned something earlier and i'm going to connect two dots together for the listeners because of the uh shorter distance that 5g can travel they have to have massive numbers of antennas which they've gotten smart by the way now they're hiding them i've uh, a, a guy wrote a really good article that i read and he showed all over cities how they were hiding them in what looked like um little bird cages and inside of plastic they mask them yeah and, yeah they must in frogs and all sorts of shit so that people don't know they're there because people were tearing them down because they were getting upset with the effects of them. But here's the point I'm driving at. When you're doing that from a satellite, you need so damn much energy to drive that wave to reach a cell phone. You're talking about wicked power. And that's what, I that's what people don't realize. And you're only talking about the cell phone. I mean, on my desk where I sit right now, I can count. I mean, just for the heck, like I have one, two, three, four, five, six devices on the desk that right now are meeting EMF. Now, I'm fine because I have the LifeTune room installed that actually has 500 uh, square feet effective range in diameter. It's one of our newest products called the LifeTune room. Uh, it's an area, it's a device that you install like a thermostat on one of the walls. Ah. And you usually have it in your bedroom. I mean, the, the, it's good for 500 square feet in diameter. Um, so usually people put it in a bed, uh, in the bedroom. They put it in their office. Yes, this is it. And you can flip it the other side. There are two micro, there are two chips behind it. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was it because um, a while back, your company sent it to me to be aware of and try out. And 
So I have it sitting right here on my desk where I too am surrounded with electronics. I do podcasts. I've got three screens. I've got speakers. I've got a thing to warm my, keep my, my cup, my tea warm. I've got a clock, you know, I've got, you know, lights. So to me, this is like health insurance, you know, absolutely. because you and I both know that the health of the average individual today is pretty damn low. So if Humpty Dumpty's sitting on the wall, it can just take your cell phone to make Humpty Dumpty fall. And we know it takes all the king's horses and all the king's men to put Humpty back together again. And that's an expensive, dangerous proposition in the medical world we have today. Point being is you're far, you're far better off to, to have some preventative technologies that, that uh, save you from um, going from feeling fine one day to not knowing why you've got a headache all the time or you've got ringing in your ears or your vision's blurry or your back's aching or your this or your that's going off because I've had a string of patients as long as you can think of come to me that have all these multiple diagnoses. And you know, typically when a doctor gives a diagnosis with the word syndrome, like low back pain syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, I will interpret that for people. Whenever a doctor uses the word syndrome, it means I haven't really got a clue what the hell's going on with this person. This is the closest I can come. <laughs> you know, actually talking about EHS, electrohypersensitivity, do you know that EHS is a disease in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, in some other European countries, it's a disease and it is an allergy in US. It's funny, right? It's an allergy in US, but it's a disease in other countries. Yes, and, and, and here's the other thing about that. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to bring a point up. People that are electrosensitive are often people that are finely tuned to subtle energies. They're the people that walk into nature and have experiences that can be mystical and profound because just like your card puts off a holographic image, the whole of nature is a living holographic product. It's, it's a hollow movement according to David Bohm's quantum physics. So the point I'm driving at is we are actually labeling people who are so finely tuned that they're sensitive to things that other people are not sensitive to as though they're pathologic. When in actual fact, if they were writing down their mystical experiences, they might be celebrated like mystics are. So we're taking some of the most finely tuned creatures and diagnosing them as dysfunctional when we should be using them as the canary in the coal mine to say, these are the people that feel what the numbed out people don't feel and therefore we should be using them for research to determine whether or not somebody's capable of even perceiving these f subtle energies is you understand my point yeah i do I, so 100%. it's like we we've got everything backwards we take the we take the people that live on the fringe the the artists the musicians the people that bring in the new myths that have clairvoyance and clairsentience and we, we push them to the fringes of society and give them a diagnosis when we're, you know, it's a classic example of that is when people start practicing inner arts like yoga and they start having Kundalini rising experiences, 
they often think they're going crazy and they get labeled as psychotics and put into mental wards. But I can give you 20 books out of my library written by very skilled doctors such as, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Richard Gerber, MD, who wrote Vibrational Medicine, a phenomenal piece of work, and shows you exactly what happens as Kundalini rises and how it follows the symptoms that people get through yoga practices actually follow the homunculus inside the brain, the sensory model of the brain. And he tracked this. But the point I'm making is these people are actually growing spiritually. And as the life force energy in their body rises, it starts hitting resistance in the neural circuitry. And so then people start having headaches or having weird symptoms, but it's actually a healing response. I've seen it a thousand times with my practitioners when I teach them Tai Chi. And they get a couple of months into their Tai Chi and they start calling me and going, I'm having all these weird symptoms. I say, ah, oh, your body's breaking through a barrier of resistance where you have chaos in the body and it's reorganizing it. There's nothing wrong with you. It's actually a healing response. So you, you see that we, we are actually misunderstanding that a lot of the people that we are diagnosing as having something wrong are the oftentimes the most highly tuned sensitive people. And we should be studying those people and listening to those people. And the guy that wrote the book, The Invisible Rainbow, Arthur Furstenberg, is one of those people, which is why he felt it was so important to get that information out. So, And a lot of these people don't know about these technologies, which is sad, which is why one of the reasons I really wanted to have this podcast to share for people that are electrically sensitive You know, turmeric's really, really hot now. There's a lot of scientific research on it, but they're not all created the same. So I brought Autumn Smith on to tell you about Paleo Valley's turmeric complex so you know exactly what the benefits are and why you, like me, should get your turmeric complex from Paleo Valley. Autumn, tell us about your turmeric complex. At Paleo Valley, we are big believers in food as medicine. And so turmeric, of course, it has beat drugs out. We know it's anti-inflammatory. We know it has brain benefits. We know it has joint benefits. But what most people don't know is that a lot of turmeric supplements only contain one isolated compound of turmeric called curcumin. And so what we did instead was create a complex. We added organic turmeric and then ginger and rosemary and clove, which were some of the most DNA protective spices studied. And we created a complex. We added organic coconut powder and pepper for absorption. And so we We've created a really high quality, highly bioavailable turmeric complex that will hopefully help you to feel your best. And all you have to do to check it out is go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use the code CHECK15, that's lowercase C-H-E-K-15 to save 15%. You know, a buddy of mine lives down in um two of them live in a place called point loma which is right near the naval base where they have nuclear submarines so you know along the coastline this is a military city i got camp pendleton right behind me and i got san diego's naval base this place is jacked to the nines with surveillance right and when i drive down this mountain and go into san diego and go visit my friend i feel like i'm standing next to a highly charged power line you know you literally feel the buzz down there and 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 my one of my friends that lives down there comes here because he's got to get out of there so he can sleep and relax because his whole body gets so stressed. 
So my point is a doctor would say he's got, he would give him some kind of a diagnosis or a label, but that's a super healthy person who's having the symptoms of being in an unhealthy environment that's not effectively regulated by the regulation bodies because a lot of these guys don't want to do the work to make the upgrades because it cuts into their bottom line. So there's always this little game going on. Arthur Furstenberg talks about in the, have you read The Invisible Rainbow? No, I didn't. I heard about this book, but I didn't read it. Well, I'm going to promise you, if you read, you can get it on audio. It's very good. It's about 700 pages. It's a big book, but it's thorough and it's really interesting, especially for a guy with your knowledge. It'll rivet you to your chair. I will pay for your book if you don't think it was worth at least five times the cost of the book. Oh, I will make a note of it. I'll get one. Uh, I'll see if it's, I, I see how I can get one. I think everyone on this planet should read the book because they will realize how dangerous the technologies we're playing with are. For example, he documents in there every time throughout the last 55, 60 years that they put up a new radio tower, radar tower, microwave tower for military, for cell phone communications, the bees started dying all over the place. Yeah, we know all of this. But, but you see, the reality is, Paul, the reality is that this technology is not going to go away and we're going to get more of it. So this is, this is the reality. So the really, you know, me and you, we can sit here and we can, you know, talk about how bad it is and nothing going to change. Uh, what we do need to, to talk on uh, about and what we need to, uh, you know, uh, kind of help with is that either regulate regulators they need to look at the cumulative effects of the electromagnetic radiation exposure that number one to understand what's the what the cumulative damage is second of all people need to know that there are ways to reduce the negative effects of electromagnetic radiation uh one of uh, them is our product uh, that they can find at, on our website that are extremely effective uh, as i said these are uh, you know reviewed researched published on our website uh, we are a publicly traded company uh, in canada in usa in european union uh, we are probably the only company that have um, scientifically significant research paper confirming the effectiveness of the product uh, and they've been validated by uh, as i said you know the process of going public we went through all kind of due diligence on the technology by all the regulators in Canada. And I think they're one of the toughest in the world. Uh, and also we need to understand that, uh, you know, there, there, there are ways, uh, there are passive ways to reduce the, the exposures. You know, for example, when people go to sleep, they don't turn off their Wi-Fi router. Uh, and why would you keep it on? Do you need internet at night? I don't need internet at night. So what it takes to just unplug the Wi-Fi router and kill the internet in the house. And then the first thing you do in the morning, you just plug it in. By the time you had water in the morning or brush your teeth, your internet is up, everything is updated, all the emails came, all everything is there. So things like that, people need to, to, to know and, and, and do. So unplug your Wi-Fi router when you go to sleep. Um, make sure that you understand that it's not, um, you know, when you look at all this, um, government um, information out there that you know a cell phone is safe 
Yeah, maybe, but if you read carefully, they say that it does affect in a negative way. That's why even Apple or any all, all phones pretty much they have this warning labels and please read them. Some of them literally telling you do not use uh do not bring the phone against your head, use a wireless uh um speaker, the, the speakerphone and wired headsets. Um some of them say that keep the phone even on a standby, keep it away from your body 1.5 uh, centimeters away from your body, and and things like that, but but they they didn't they don't take into the account uh, the you know that we all have five six seven devices on us at any given moment, and and this is this is what's important to for people to know. Well, it is, and and I think there's I there's two concerns. One that we haven't talked about, but you know. If we just, everything you're saying is true, but the reality of it is, is that um, people used to smoke a lot of cigarettes, but when there was enough science showing conclusively that it was causing lung cancer, then the regulators had to step in and do things like put filters on cigarettes and so on and so forth. This is exactly what's going to happen with EMF. There will, will come to a point when they will, um, I don't want to go deep into this, but there are a few things happening right now, uh, including United Nations and uh, some, some of, uh, you, you know, the, basically there is an alarm right now. Everyone starts to realize, and it's all happened with the 5G rollout, um, that, hey, you know what? We are not looking at the picture from the right angle. We're taking one device only and see how much exposure people get from that device. And it does give you some negative effects, but very small and, you know, over a lifespan of a human, a healthy human, that's not a big deal. So it's allowed. As I said, pesticides are the same thing. They look at the tomato, they see that there are some, past, uh, there are some pesticides inside and they see how much pesticides in the tomato and they say, well, if you eat that much as a human weighing, you know, 190 pounds, you, you will be fine. But they didn't realize that you ate, it's not just one tomato a day you eat. You eat many things that have pesticides. So, so this is going to change. They're, they're starting to look at this accumulative effects right now. And, and I hope that there will be some regulations um, coming in place. And uh, that's why we are working so hard to, to become a, a household brand for everything to do with electromagnetic radiation protection, because we also planning on, uh, in, on uh, uh, the microprocessor, we're planning to to offer them as an OEM application what, as well. What's that mean? That means that we can supply our microprocessors to companies that manufacture electronics where they can put them in. Oh, good. Yeah, see, that's the kind, of, that's the kind of stuff that we need to start doing. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things I have to say about this whole thing, but I, I, I want to get to a lot of our other things, but maybe sometime in a private conversation, we can talk about it. But one of the key points. And the reason I keep bringing up Arthur Furstenberg's book and many podcasts is because people are so uneducated, they don't actually have a clue what's happening around them. It's usually only the people that get sick that start looking into it, that start putting pressure on regulatory agencies. But waiting till you're sick to be proactive is not very proactive. And so when people read or listen to Arthur Furstenberg's book, which is loaded with science and goes all the way back to the beginning of the electrical era in the 1700s with static electricity, 
and you see the documentation, it, it's pretty riveting. And I've seen um, research, and, and Martha Furstenberg talks about this, and I've seen lots of pictures of this showing, for example, in there was a place, I think it was in Germany, where forest rangers noticed that the trees on one side of this mountain were all basically dying. And so through investigations, they tracked it right to a radar station. And then later when the radar station was shut down because the military moved to another location, all the trees started to grow back. So my point with the regulation of technology is we've got to be careful that we don't wait so long that we create a catastrophe in nature that's a lot more dangerous in its effects and almost potentially hard to fix than regulating technologies. And, and like you say, in the meantime, we've got to protect ourselves as effectively as possible because the number of inputs into our physiological space is now so high that it's even a threat to a healthy person, you know, and, and because it's accumulative, you can be you know, lifting weights and living a healthy life. But three or four years later, all of a sudden you've got these weird problems, but you don't realize it's the accumulated effect of years of exposure. No, people don't realize why they have them. And um, you see most of like your, your family physician would never point that, you know, you could have had these issues because of a lot of exposure to radio waves because in his books, all these radio waves are safe. Yeah. Now, the other thing we haven't talked about, but because it's becoming very big now, I think it's important. And that is the electro, the, the, uh, electromagnetic pollution in electric cars, because most of them have a motor driving each wheel. And those are powerful. Motors. 100%. 100%. I, I was about to mention that. By the way, uh, the live tune room, the device you have on your desk, is actually a fantastic product to use inside your vehicle. I have two electric cars. I actually this year in twenty in the end of twenty twenty one I replaced my my first car, and it's an electric vehicle. And then I got a second car replaced to an electric vehicle as well. Uh, absolutely aware of that. Uh, the uh, these vehicles they emit a tremendous amount of electromagnetic field. And me living in a city like Toronto, anywhere I go, it's an hour. Like if I need to do grocery, it's an hour. Like it's always an hour. So at least once a day. For an hour, I'm sitting in this metal box uh, <laughs> that is, you know, and all this EMF amplified inside uh, the vehicle. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, you're absolutely right. So we have a product for that as well. Yeah. So that was my question. Is is any of your products strong enough to protect? 100%. So the live tune room, you could use it in the vehicle. It's actually designed for oh, it. Oh, good. So that's a... You know, for you listening, if you're driving an electric car and you don't have protection, you are in a sea of strong electromagnetic fields that are dangerous for your body. And so you've got the answer. Now your Life Tune uh, Aries Tech is it just called Life Tune? Is that the full name? Li Life Tune. So, so the new product lineup uh, that was uh, redesigned for 5G. Uh, we uh, we changed the names and the, we changed we updated the product and with the product update we changed the name so all of them all the lineup called the Life Tune and then um, we have four uh, products we have the Life Tune device which is a, a chip that is designed to be installed on a source of 
emission. Um, it's basically what you install on your Wi-Fi router, you install on your uh, cell phone, on your cordless phone, on your baby monitor, you install it on your um, wireless headsets. Uh, so it's a little chip that you install on it. Second product called the LifeTune Room, which is an area protection. So with an effective range of 500 square feet in diameter, this is what you have. Uh, you people, Most of the people would basically knowing how big is their home will just buy, uh, you know, if it's a thousand square feet and you need two of them, and if it's 4,000 square feet, you need, but basically you should have it in your bedroom. Uh, I have it in my living room. Most of the people will put it in the living room. My living room and kitchen is one area. So that would basically cover the entire area, living room and kitchen. And then I have uh, one in my in my each car, uh, in my each electric car, I just put it behind the sun, uh, sun, sun visor. I just, put, you know, flip it, the sun visor, and I just install it right there. It comes with Velcro, so it's very easy to install. And the Velcro will just stuck, uh, stick into the, uh, either into the roof liner or, or the sun visor itself. Mine is sits on a sun visor. Um, and then the third product called the Live Tune Personal. Uh, this device was specifically designed for EHS people, electro hypersensitive people. Uh, you carry it on your person, you carry it with you. And the fourth uh, product uh, called the Live Tune Mini, uh, which uh, also works as a personal protection. It just it's uh, it's a different. It's a little bit cheaper. It's actually a lot cheaper, and it's, it's the range is a little bit smaller. But it's the same type of product. What's the price on the LifeTune Room? Uh, LifeTune Room, I th it runs for approximately two hundred and fifty. Okay, so, and that's five hundred square feet. Five hundred square feet in diameter, so it goes up and down, right? So if you live in like a sphere, in a yeah, but unless you live in the concrete, like um, I mean, I'm in Canada. All the houses here are made out of plywood. Literally. So, if you're in a, in a concrete apartment, uh, then I would uh, look at the 500 square feet per floor. But you know, if you have if you have concrete um, floors, floors, then it's a little. Then the range could could drop. So my point was, is you know, you could even do a 4,000 square foot house for what about a thousand dollars? Yeah, less than that. And so you're because you don't need to cover. You see, you don't need to if 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 the product covers 500 square feet, and uh, you live uh, let's say in 2,000 square feet house, uh, just by math you need for product. But you don't need every square inch of your house covered. Uh, it's enough you put in your bedroom, in your living room, and in your office, for example. Yeah, where you're it's, most uh, where you're at. Most. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of places in my house where I. Don't even like I just walk through and I never spend time there. Or just so in a typical home, two three units, uh, it's more than enough. My point is, is it's not very expensive compared to the cost of trying to figure out why you feel shitty all the time. Absolutely not. The other thing too is that, and, and a lot of people aren't aware of this, that when you get one of the most common symptoms of electromagnetic pollution exposure is fatigue. And so what happens is people start drinking a lot of coffee and a lot of tea, and then they start eating more sugar because they're tired all the time. So the knock-on effect of not realizing what's making them tired is they start having all sorts of problems with addiction to caffeine and to sweets, which sugar is highly addictive. And so then their, their 
pH range gets all screwed up. They get too acidic. They're highly susceptible to fungal and parasite infections. And I can give you a whole series of knock-on effects. My point is, is that a lot of people are running around trying to get help for the symptoms of the things that the doctors recognize, but don't realize it's often because they're the knock-on effect of the fatigue that's being caused by something that they can address with a life tune or, or an Aries Tech product. If they had the protection, they wouldn't have the fatigue and they wouldn't have this constant urge to eat sweet stuff and try to artificially stimulate themselves. So as a, a holistic health practitioner, I'm always trying to show people, look, you're doing this because you're not realizing that this is the stressor. So this makes you feel better, but it comes at a cost. And then when that stops working, you have to take more of the drug or eat more of the sugar. So you're actually progressively degenerating all your health. And you've now spent six to 10,000 on doctors, which you could have spent a hundred or $200 on a, on a And you're device. never going to fix the problem. You're always going to stuck in this loop. And this is the problem of Western medicine in the first place. Many of you are aware of the importance of magnesium, but very few are aware that most of the magnesium products out there are not high quality and seldom do what they say they'll do on the bottle or the package. But Bioptimizers has produced the most comprehensive magnesium breakthrough product on the market. And I've got Wade here to tell us a little bit about it. Wade, what makes your magnesium breakthrough product so unique? Well, I think because we combine a variety of magnesiums. In fact, we use seven different types. So if you look at all the research papers out there, you'll see that they'll use various magnesiums, whether it's orotate, malate, you know, sucrosomial is a hot one that's just come out recently. And they're rated on bioavailability. But the biggest component that a lot of people don't understand with magnesium is that different types of magnesium are uptaken by different parts of the body or different organs, some in your brain, some in your nervous system, some are vasodilators. And so there's a variance in people's responses depending on what they need magnesium for. So we went out to try and solve this problem by combining all seven of the best magnesiums into one single capsule, which was very difficult because number one, the bonding size was different. The nozzles for the machines wouldn't work. We don't use any fillers or uh, chemical uh, excipients, the flow regulators. And then we got them in the caps and the caps rose. We had to do special light caps. But when we solved all those problems and turned it out for ourselves because we were tired of buying, you know, I had a whole counter full of magnesiums. Well, guess what? A lot of people said this was the best magnesium product they've ever taken. And after being in this business for 18 years, it's quickly moved to our number one selling product in Bioptimizer history. What are just two or three things that magnesium is really supportive of? I know sleep challenges is one of them. What are some of the other key issues? Well, it acts as a down regulator for your nervous system to kind of help you relax and go into, you know, out of fight or flight. And that's the biggest factor, especially today in a, in a high blue light electromagnetic frequency world that we find ourselves in a high stimulus environment. It's also critical for vasodilation and vasodilation increases blood flow. And many times when we are suffering from a variety of pain or conditions in the body, it's because we're not getting oxygen in or toxins out of those tissues. And you've written a lot about it in your work. And so magnesium breakthrough, because it's so powerful and not available uh, in most North American diets because of what we've done with farming. 
Uh, it's a great way to augment your diet and it's easy to get. You go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com or magbreakthrough.com slash living4d. You can get a 10% discount and it's a money back guarantee. If it's not the best magnesium you've ever taken, you get your money back. Mag, M-A-G, breakthrough.com, magbreakthrough.com forward slash living4d. And is there a discount for the listeners? 10% for all, right. all the listeners. All right, give it a go, you guys. Everything I use from Bioptimizers is the best I've ever used. That's why I love Wade and Bioptimizers. So you've heard how it's made, why it's made, and how it works. If you want the best, go get it. What got you so interested in this particular field? I mean, a guy like you could do anything you wanted to do. So what what brought you into this particular field? This is a very good question. And um, uh, it, I have a pretty interesting story how I end up uh, in this field. Um, look, um, my family at one point at beginning of 2000s, uh, they were uh, working on a method of EMF modulation technology that was originally designed to be introduced to a military specifically to uh, a mobile radar, uh, mo mobile radar um, stations. So the air defense and the missile defense, the mobile radar stations. So my family were involved uh, in a big research on a map. No one looked at the product. No one considered to do a business from it. I was not involved in this research, but I, my family was was taking a part in this research. And um, I was in Canada. I was working in a totally different industry. And at one point, uh, I realized uh, that was 2011, uh, that I should do something better with this technology because this technology was designed as an R&D. It, it was not a product. It was basically a method of EMF diffraction technology. And I said, if I can bring it, if I can get the intellectual property, and if I can roll it into direct to, into, into consumer, like if I can roll it into a, a, a direct to consumer product and use the power of the internet to sell it worldwide using e-commerce, uh, that would be a fantastic uh, achievement. And this is exactly what I did. I uh, acquire the intellectual property. I moved it into, I opened up a Canadian company. I moved it into this Canadian company. Uh, then I did an IPO in 2018. So we, 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 we took the company public. Uh, the company is trading on a Canadian security exchange. It trades uh, in on few in Munich, in Germany, uh, in Frankfurt. Uh, it trades in the U.S. Um, so, um, so that's how I end up. I seen the technology as basically um, unused, and I took it and I found a way. Me and my team, we found a way to roll it into a product. Uh, that we can uh, help people uh, with. And this is what we did. That's fantastic. You know, I, I tell my students and people in general that they often ask me, you know, ask questions like, how do I figure out what I'm supposed to do in my life? And I, one of my most common answers is, what I've found in my life is that if whatever I'm doing 
is helping other people, I get the most gratitude out of it. And so here you took a military technology <laughs> that's used to, for war and figured out a way to help other people. That must feel gratifying to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that technology would probably lie on the shelf for couple of decades before someone would ever even considering it in the military it would never make it it could have made it i didn't want to wait the time uh, again it was an r&d uh, project uh, it was not designed for war it was designed for military so the uh, the, the officers that serve the mobile radar stations because they have so much exposure to radio waves that they were literally losing their hair and the only solution uh, uh, for that was to rotate them uh, 3 hours at a time and by rotating these officers, highly trained uh, 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 operators of these raiders, uh, it's very expensive for the military and so on. So the whole idea was to create an EMF diffraction technology because you cannot block the radio waves of the of the of the radar. The whole the whole, the whole point of this technology was not to block EMF yeah. to begin with. The whole point of it was to take the electromagnetic field, let the signal travel, and diffract the EMF portion of it, and and. This was all. Um, this this was never designed to be to be packaged in the way we did, uh, and that's uh, what I, I I realized that I had a good uh, opportunity and I used that opportunity and we already uh, selling this product worldwide well, right now. I'm glad we just opened up fulfillment center in uh, Australia. We have two fulfillment centers in the United States, one on. East Coast and other West Coast. Uh, we have fulfillment center in Canada. We have fulfillment center in uh, Australia uh, to basically fulfill Australia, New Zealand, and all this uh, Oceania area. And we opened a fulfillment center in Poland, in Europe, uh, that is not fulfilling yet, but it will any moment, could be like a couple of days or a week, basically, that and then we'll start fulfillment in European Union. People still buy product from European Union, it's just that we ship from US and it's just longer and it's more expensive. For yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about sleep, um, sleep and sleep quality affect every aspect of our lives from our ability to regenerate our bodies and reintegrate our brains to how much capacity we have to adapt to stress, our sexual performance, athletic performance and recovery, hormonal regulation, and much more. Um, I talked about um, my use of the, uh, the, what I used to call the card, the, the, the previous generation of the, of the life room that I have here, which was a smaller one about the size of a credit card. Um, and I shared that. Can you share, is there anything else you'd like to share with regard to the issues of sleep? Uh, I think you just mentioned it at the beginning of the conversation. You couldn't say it any better than you did. Okay, good. Absolutely. Yeah. An EMF would affect, and especially again, as I said, most people would <laughs> most people would not do anything with their electronics. They're just going to take the cell phone, put it on a nightstand. In addition to the cell phone, they may be throwing their iPad on the same nightstand and their Apple Watch. So boom, there are three devices literally within inches away from the head. Then there is most likely a Wi-Fi router in the room. And then on the other side of the bed, there's same equipment, but now for your wife or for your husband, whoever is else sharing the bed with you. And boom, and you go to, and you were, you have, you were exposed to all this electromagnetic uh, pollution during the day. And now 
let's say there are no way to protect it. There are no product exists. You cannot do anything about it. But now you're going to sleep. So as you're sleeping, your body should uh, basically go through a recovery process and uh, recover itself. But no, you're not reducing the exposure. It actually stays at the same level. And um, you, 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 what you said is absolutely true. Uh, electromagnetic radiation exposure will affect your sleep dramatically and your sleep or lack of sleep or not proper sleeping would affect everything else in your body you know a couple one of the things is that we haven't talked uh, about but i think it's important because there's now so many houses that are called smart houses where the whole environment of the house you can talk and the windows go on or the windows will open the lights will absolutely this called the, this is this is exactly what people refer to iot internet of things the whole poor purpose like we've been hearing about internet of things for at least a decade but it was not possible to create the internet of things before full deployment of 5G. And we still don't have full deployment of 5G. Here in Toronto, for example, which is a very developed city, you don't have 5G coverage. 70% of the city is not covered. But in another year or so or two, we will have, you know, 75% covered. And then in another year, we're going to have 100%. And then, you know, in a very short while, we're going to have 5G fully deployed. That's why I said by 2025, we would have uh, 46 billion Internet of Things devices. And now we have so-called smart house, but it's not, not, not everything is connected. You got your, you know, you got your light connected to the Internet. You got your security connected to the Internet. You may have your uh, vacuum connected to the Internet. But going forward, everything will be connected. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't even need to do anything about it all these things you buy will be one way or another connected to the internet that's why they call it the internet of things yeah. see all this item behind you most of these items will be connected to the internet yeah it's um there's that and there's also a lot of people that use electric mattresses and uh beds that have electric functions in them from raising the head to changing the temperature and you know people don't realize they're playing with fire a hundred percent a hundred percent now you know i watched one of your videos and you showed what to me looked like mri scans um and it showed the hot spot in a person's brain so yeah i'll tell you more about it so it's on the website everyone can go there so we have um one of the research that we did that is peer-reviewed uh, it's a peer-reviewed research that we uh, we have on our website. We realize that a lot of people don't have the time to go through through to read the research and to read the peer-reviewed studies, and because it, you know not everyone has the time to do that, and not everyone understands. Yeah, I was going to say they most so of them we, can't even understand it. They can't even understand. So what we decided to do? So we took uh, uh, we partner up with a neuroscience from San Diego. Oh, cool. Look him up. So he's on our video. So we partner up with him and we ask him to bring his. So he's a neuroscience. He's he has a f couple of clinics in United States, and uh, he, uh, as as far as I know, he um, he also r r writes software. He creates softwares for um, eighteen channels 
brain scan EEG machines. Um, so he's a neuroscientist and we partner up with him and we all we ask him to do is to come to a studio in Los Angeles that was uh, about two, two months ago where we um, brought um, just regular people and uh, we brought um, a crew to film a live EEG uh, brain scan of this individual. So basically what we did, we took the study and we replicated it as a demo and we recorded everything on video and it's a short video, it's only four minutes. Uh, I mean, we had 12 hours or 13 hours of video recording from five cameras, but as the final product, you're only watching four minutes, so it's not super long. Um, and we basically show our customers how the product works and what happening without the protecting devices, so baseline EMF of a person that is not affected by EMF, then how that person would look like, what is his brain, brain would look like with exposure. And again, we only took, we only took a gaming console with a VR headset, so that was one subject. Another subject had a cell phone and some other common electronics were in that shoot. And we recorded same people now using our devices as protection. Uh, um, and uh, we recorded the results. And uh, it's just unbelievable how effective our product is. And we have recorded everything. And these are real people and um, real experiment. And it was recorded live. So we have it on our website. Uh, you can look it up. Yeah. And what I'd like to hear. Uh... What are some of the feedback comments that you've gotten from people that bought your technology and said, before I got this, this was happening to me and now it's not happening? What are some of the things you've had people say cleared up because of the use of this technology? So, uh, look, I'll be honest with you. We have thousands of testimonials on our uh, social and on our uh, website. All of these testimonials are by verified uh, customers and real people around the planet. Um, in this case, there are two categories of people. There are people that are somewhat sensitive to EMF. Let's not go extreme EHS people, but they're sensitive. Those people would always instantly feel it different and they shared their comments and leave feedback and you know we hear everything we you know we have people with heart rate palpitations and you know they they leave the house they forget our device home they ha they they have to come back to just calm themselves down we hear that all the time we hear sleep we have all kind of stories um from sensitive people but we also have a lot of people that just not sensitive at all and, you know, you, we, we don't hear from them immediately. We usually would hear from them, you know, in a couple of weeks when we start to send them a survey or we ask them to, to write the feedback. And um, these people, they don't go into, they don't, the, the, the difference they feel it's not extreme. It's a subtle different, but it's enough different that they can record and explain what the difference is. And, the best thing to do is just read these feedbacks. They're usually short. And, and again, on our website, you have these real people uh, leaving real feedback. Have you ever done any experiments to see like the difference in plant growth with and without the 
Aries tech devices in the environment? Say, if you have plants growing, we 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 didn't do plants, uh, but we did honeybees. Right. Uh, what happened? We did. Uh, that was two years of research. By the way, we have a life, so that was a controlled environment. But we also have um, about. Here in Canada, right now, as we speak, there is an observation study of about uh, 60 uh, honey bees farms that have the live tune room on the how you call it? hive? Hive, hive yeah. is that the, yeah, the hive yeah. right on it? And uh, the farmers they take um, they monitor the, them and they take uh, notes. And this is an observation study that's happening right now so it's not uh, it's different than having it on on on, on plants we, but again honeybees is very important we also did uh, as i said uh, research on uh, vista rats so we had two colonies of of rats um living in a in, in an environment uh, and we had a wi-fi router in their in their cages uh and one cage had the live tune room in it, and another um, colony didn't have it. And then we were basically a couple of times a day would pick up that rot and take uh, uh, the measures and do um, take blood. All kind of things were, were were happening, and we were recording and recording the difference. This study as well is published on the website. Um, we have uh, live blood cells uh, that we did. Um, and talking about live blood cells analysis, what's interesting, if you take, um, if, if you just, on, uh, uh, if you're not having any exposure of AMF, let's say you're in the middle of the lake on a boat, and we'll take a blood sample from your finger and look uh, into this blood with a very basic microscope, uh, you will see that your white body cells, they stream uh, in in the in the plasma, and you, they look like a, a, a round circles, not a perfect shape. They're awkward round shapes, and um, you see that they're floating. All of them are individually floating, and you have thousands of them, uh, and then in a sample, and then they all float individually. Sometimes you see them stuck together. But usually, most of them will be separated from each other, and those that will be stuck will have two, three, maximum five of rings will stuck together. And this is good. This is how it's supposed to be. Then, having been on that boat, if I'll give you a, 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 an iPad to watch a YouTube video or any sort of film, you know, work on a computer or a cell phone call, uh, and we will repeat um, and take a second sample from another finger of the same human. We will realize that now this blood, live blood cells, they actually stream in clusters of 500, 700, a thousand of them stuck together individually, and now they don't go in as a separate units; they go into these clouds all stuck together as a bunch. And what's happening really, when this happens in your vein or artery, no, non-issue, super wide highways, they go. But in your capillaries, in the brain, they don't pass. And this is what happens. Your this is and a good example of this is when, when you wake up in the morning and after an hour you're sitting on the computer and like, what day is it today? Oh, what did I eat yesterday? And like, and you know the answers, you know them, but you don't know them right now. 
you understand what I yeah. mean? You know what you did yesterday, but you just don't know what, like right now, you, you don't know that, you forgot about it. This is called like brain fogs. And this is exactly what happened. All this electromagnetic field basically magnetizes white blood cells and they clutter together and then they cannot just pass through the capillaries inside your brain and 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 it's not one capillary you have like a network of them and i don't know billion millions of and them. their capillary the capillary networks actually get so small that only one red blood cell at a time can fit through a hundred percent so because they're gathered together then they they, they cannot go. And of course, your body compensates for it one way or another. But because this is a nonstop effect, the exposure, it's not that you're getting exposure for an hour and then you don't have it anymore. This is not what's happening. You constantly have it. So it's very hard for the body to regulate that. And, and this is um, uh, another very important uh, thing to look at. Symbiotica makes an amazing product called liposomal b12 i love it it tastes great it's very effective but i am not the technical engineer behind the genius of the product and the man that is is sitting right here so shervin tell us what is unique about liposomal b12 and why should people consider using it well i'd like to call it a much longer name but in the (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you could yeah but at the scope of you know having to label something it's called liposomal b12 but in actuality it's liposomal methylcobalamin and liposomal adenosylcobalamin, which are two forms of B12 that are readily um, usable by the body in terms of cellular energy and methylation. Hmm. We also have L-methylfolate in there and vitamin B6 pyridoxine Mm -hmm. in combination with fulvic minerals, which actually push the vitamins to do their job. And you know, a lot of people talk about B12 being an energy producer, but it's not a stimulant. Mm-hmm. What it does is it cleans up the cell, allows the cell to properly methylate, which means cleansing the cell, yeah. which ultimately when you cleanse the cell, you get more energy. So yeah. this, this formula it, and it being in liposomal form is probably all of our all of my top athletes' favorite product. And I use it every single day. And another thing to just really quick jump on is we have this whole thing with MTHFR gene mutation. Yeah, That's a big thing that everyone now is getting tested on. A lot of children are considered to be on the spectrum when the whole time they weren't properly methylating. Right. This is, you know, fuel for that fire of the methylation process. That's specifically what this product is. This is a methylator. Which means what to the layman? Which means that it allows the body to recognize which cells need to be cleansed, which cells need to have programmed death apoptosis, Mm -hmm. helps the body go into autophagy. All of the things regarding macrophages and cellular cleanup and all that stuff, you need this nutrient in these forms to have a very cohesive system. And today we need clean cells and it actually works very fast as well. I mean, when I squirt it in my mouth, I can feel it happening quickly. It's almost immediately. And just like any other Symbiotica product, there's no additives, there's no fillers. We've really upgraded the original product to where we're at today. And if you're listening to this, you're going to be getting the new version of this, which is just through the roof. It tastes delicious. It's awesome. It's in our Myron glass bottle. So it's blocked from ultraviolet light. This stuff is, you know, it's it's the best ever. Yeah. Awesome. So If you want to get the world's greatest liposomal B12, go to symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com, and use the code CHECK15 on checkout. You won't be disappointed. A question that I have 
like I think I already know the answer because I had a, a Instagram live with one of your technicians who was very good. Um, but I have run into this with because I've tested many EMF protection devices, and there used to be one that was quite popular called the Q Link. And are you familiar with the Q Link? I think I heard the name. It was a necklace type device, and it had like a copper wire antenna spun like okay, a coil. Okay, it's, it's, it's so that's what I said, the all mineral-based elements. It's a mineral-based element. It's like some metal combination on a rock, right? Uh, no, it wasn't a rock. It was a piece of technology. Um, it, okay. It, it, and, it, and it had, you can see, a very fine copper wire spooled like an antenna. Uh, probably, you know, about a quarter of an inch thick was the copper, but the wire was very fine. I could tell what they were doing. They were using it as some kind of an amplifier or coil uh, for whatever the technology was. But the point is, is that I found over and over again that after maybe two or three months, people started reporting that they stopped working and they would accumulate what I would call electromagnetic fog, but they would actually stop doing whatever it was that was providing the protection. And I, I know, you know, that various devices would have to be cleaned. Like I, I could take one of those devices and run it under water and then it would seem to free up whatever was blocking it. And I've known many people that found. You see, it's hard for me to comment because I'm not, I heard about Q-Link. I, probably even seen their product, but I am not familiar of the technology that they use, whether uh, or not uh, it's effective or not, I can't comment. And uh, because I don't know what technology they're using, it's very hard for me to comment on on on, on how, how they work. No, so I'm, I'm, not not, I'm actually not asking you to comment on that. I'm setting you up for the question by letting you know what the concern I'm about to address is, which is, do, do the Aries tech devices need any kind of cleaning? Do they get clogged up? No, absolutely not. Because as I said, the only thing that our microprocessor is doing is it, it basically takes the electromagnetic field of a device it is installed on or from the environment. And it's basically using that type of electromagnetic field to create a counter field from the chip itself. Uh, and then if, 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 if there is not, there is no, there is no clogging or anything like that. Uh, absolutely non-event. Yeah. That's well. I'm, I'm only asking because there are many out there that end up getting clogged up and do need to be cleaned. So because most people won't know the difference between the advanced technology that you're providing versus what they've been using, they might assume because they've had to do that with other devices that maybe this sh thing should be clean. So I'm just trying to set the record straight that it doesn't need to no, be clean because no, it's don't a need, different technology. You don't need to. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what you're referring to, you see, um, you see a watch, right? This is a mechanical watch and uh, there is a hairspring. A very tiny, fine, super, super thin, like like wire that is is rolled like into a spring. They call it the hair spring. Uh, and when you, you know, if it's a very good watch like Rolex, for example, they use so-called blue hair spring. But the point is that these hair springs, they can be magnetized. Uh. So if you leave the watch by uh, 
a speaker for, speaker for, I have speakers right here. I'm, I'm using this right now, but there are speakers. In the speaker, there is the buffer, right? Yeah. And there is a magnet inside. If I leave my watch near it, that hair spring picks up the field. It's designed to it's designed to pulse. You probably seen in the watch, mechanical watch, how the spring is it's like a heartbeat. And that's the calibration. This is, you know, how many times it compresses and releases, compresses and releases. And that's what makes your watch seconds to have 60 seconds in a minute, not 65 seconds or not 55 seconds. But the moment you magnetize mm-hmm. this hairspring, you know, it was kind of moving at this pace. Now there is, now it's magnetized. So now it doesn't compress enough or, or compresses too much. And, and that's why it goes off sync. So you need to take your watch to watchmaker and they have a very basic super basic tool to demagnetize your watch and what they do they demagnetize that hairspring so it actually starts to pulse as it's designed once it's wind up so i think what you're referring to with this uh q link uh i made i think that this is exactly what happens could it's possible you know at one point at one point it just accumulates this radio like like this magnetic field and it just it could be that it changes the functionality or reducing it or blocks it yeah you get it also with stones because there's a number of stones like shungite and several others that have been found to have uh emf protective effects but as a healer i can tell you i use for example black amethyst to pull negative energy out of people's bodies i can literally feel the stone getting heavier as I'm using it, and it's, it gets to the point where it won't pull anything out of people anymore. I have to go run it underwater to clear it, and then I can use it again. Now, most people wouldn't feel it, but I can feel these energies. That's how I know when, when I need to do it, because I can feel it in people's bodies. Um, but I'm talking about this kind of kind of clogging of the flow of energy. But you, you've, you've addressed the question. I was just really making the point that for the listener – that a lot of the devices that people use out there are stones or all the different, there's a million things coming out. Now I got some just sent to me in the mail um, made out of uh, oak and another thing that, that uh, there's a bunch of, you know, dialogue. But most of them, most of them are not technology based. Most of them are homeopathic, like mineral based. Yeah. They're nature based. Yeah. Nature based, yeah. Yeah. And and so the, the 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 key point I'm just trying to make is that this is a different piece of technology. If you get it, you don't have to clean it. It's not gonna get clogged up, it'll always work. That's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, sort of heading to the end here, um I did a podcast with Dolph Zantinga, who's one of the world's leading researchers on water, and he reform uh, informed me that his research showed that 5G exposure to water caused the water to lose its structure and and ability to carry life force energy and information and became what he called dead water. We did a test just like that with our product. What happened? Uh, We actually did in our, uh, in one of the laboratory, in our laboratory, and then we sent it to another laboratory. And what we did, and we don't have a product right now to do that, but we know that what you're saying is 100%. If you, uh, if the water, like if you have a, a jerry can of water, uh, whether a glass of water or whatever, and it just sits on your desk like this water right now, and there is a Wi-Fi router, that water will change its structure. 
It will. The electromagnetic field will change this pH levels of the water. And absolutely all the tests showed up. And then what we did, uh, again, don't do it uh, yourself because the product is not yet designed for it. But we, out of curiosity, were, we were submerging the microchip inside the water um, because it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a passive microchip. It's a silicon, it's a silicon monocrystalline silicon wafer without an antenna, just the chip itself. And we would put it into the water or, uh, and would actually restore, it would actually restore the pH uh, of the water. Yes. So the deeper concern that I just wanted to get your opinion on is what do you think the risks are to the oceans and the rivers and the waterways of the world with 62,000 5G satellites blasting the hell out of the water? I think, I think it, I think for the ocean, you know, looking at the size of the water masses we have on our planet, I think 66,000 satellites or 600,000 satellites would not, you know, make it like poison or anything like that. I don't think that that's a concern just because of you know the size of it and it's constantly circulates it's not stationary uh, but 100 percent uh true is that if you if you store what like like usually what people do i see all these people they go into a convenience store they buy these bottles of water you know that you shouldn't drink to begin with <laughs> I mean, all this seriously. I mean, this is already, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Let's let's say that this water is good. We know that. Okay, <laughs> let's say it's good. And then what they do? They bring it home. They bring these cases, right? And then these cases stay in somewhere in your house. And then they could stay a week, two weeks, and they generate water, generate electric. Like it's been, it's getting an exposure to the electromagnetic radiation, to electromagnetic field, and this water changes. Never mind, it's bad already, but it's another topic. It's not bad because of EMF. It's just another conversation. The water, is, but then then you, you you kill it, you kill it completely. Okay. Now, never mind that there are chemicals inside this water, but now also the acidity and pH level are off, completely off. And then when you're drinking this water, instead of doing its thing, it actually doesn't, and it could even turn it into a, like small poison. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, another issue, you know. Now, Dolph Santinga told me that once that water was dead, they couldn't find a way to restore it. So I know that if you would, I, I, I've been reading a few studies, uh, and uh, despite that we ch checked our product effectiveness of water just for experiment only, it's not that we have a specific product for that, not yet. Um, but I know once you st once you let the water run freely, uh, you know, if you if you, for example, if that water is dead and you kind of you know pour it out and let it by gravity go through, it, you know, whatever, whatever through, uh, natural through nature, environment, yeah, natural environment, it will restore. Yeah, I, I have to get more specifics on him because we were talking about so many things, but. He he is was and is very concerned about the effects of the satellites on the waterways of the world. But uh, if I had him here to give you the specifics, the the point is though you've confirmed that you have to be careful with water near electronic devices. And so if I'm hearing you right, if you have your life tune device, like I got a, a a bottle of water sitting right here, but I got my life tune. 
is it safe to say that my water as much as it will a hundred percent because we modulate the electromagnetic field 500 square feet in diameter the electromagnetic field is stabilized right so that's why we don't you know if you don't have a negative effect if your body cells which are 75 percent water anyway are not getting any adverse effect then the water in your um bottle would be uh safe as well yeah i just wanted to be clear so that people know that it does 100 help with that because you know i don't think there's too much more important than water breath and food you know, with 100%. without those, nothing else really matters. So if you got uh, electronics screwing your water up, which we just reconfirmed, then you want to be conscious that maybe <laughs> if you haven't got a protective device, you probably should get one because you're like you just said, your body's mostly water. And if you're not protected, then it's going to affect you. And again, what I find the most common symptom is people are just tired all the time. Yeah, it's one of the most common um, uh, effects is the fatigue. Yeah, and the second one is chronic inflammation. Uh, we've had a great discussion here, Dimitri. Thank you. Uh, we did, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, um, I'm really impressed. Your understanding of your technology and the science is very good. Most business guys aren't that dialed in. They always have to refer to somebody else. But it's nice to meet a, uh, you know, a, a guy on the top of the pile that's a businessman that also really understands the intimate details of, of the product that you're um, creating and selling. So thank you for, uh, you know, being a good resource for education, not just a product. I mean, I think I, I personally can trust a product a lot more when the man behind it understands it and can explain it than people that sell shit, but don't know how it works. I mean, how many, if you knew how many times people have come to me and said, their doctor was pressuring them to get the COVID vaccination and they asked them what the side effects were, or what the risks were. The answer they got was, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's not a good technician to buy from. You know, if someone's selling you something that could be seriously dangerous and they don't know the side effects, uh, I wouldn't shop there. But uh, yeah, so one, I, I, uh, when it comes to this conversation, and I'm with you on the same page, a hundred percent with you. Yeah, you know, in other words, if you were a doctor, I'd I'd probably come see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Uh, look, uh, the reality is that um, I just I'm not a scientist myself. I'm I'm a CEO of this company. I run the business operation and. Um, but I'm so passionate because I'm the founder of this technology. So I, in every every research, every experiment, every uh, every study, I'll be there sitting with the professors. I'll be sitting with the uh, you know engineer as, and looking and asking questions. So I, I'm very educated on the topic and I know very well how our product works and what it does and and all this stuff. So I can also it's just that uh, I love what I do. I can tell that you also pay attention and you know how to ask good questions. So I'm sure that helps a lot. So just to remind everybody, the website is Aries, A-I-R-E-S tech.com. Check out their products. Uh, I've been working with Aries Tech. Uh, they're one of the sponsors of my podcast, which I, I do because I believe in them. There's I get calls and emails from people every day wanting to sponsor the podcast, but I uh, unfortunately, when I evaluate a lot of the products and, and offerings, they, they just don't fit my values. And I really believe that we all need to invest in technologies that are helping not only keep us healthier, 
but we've got a lot of work to do to clean up the planet and educate each other. And we can't do it if we're burned out and tired and sick all the time. So if you can use a product like this to enhance your life and help you think more clearly and be part of the change that we all need to make to create sustainable systems and get involved in, in the awakening, then I think it's a very good investment. And especially if you've got children, my God, I mean, if you're a mother and you've got babies and you've got little kids whose brains are growing and developing with all the amount of babysitting parents do with electric devices these days. Paul, I didn't want to go there because it's a sensitive topic. But what you're saying, you know, since you mentioned it right now, I just want to add a few words. Mm. Kids until the age of 13, the negative effects from the electromagnetic radiation is 10x the damage that they're getting compared to us adults. 10x. Every study that I read, if you're looking at the adults, at the negative effects that they're getting compared to children, the the, the negative effects that they're getting and especially cognitive damage. And there's a lot of problems with that. It's a lot of problems right now. Um, so absolutely, thanks for mentioning that. I didn't want to bring that topic myself because it's somewhat sensitive. But yes, kids are very vulnerable to the exposure to electromagnetic radiation. And the other thing is that they're the extreme users of it. Yes, they are. They are the extreme users. Yeah. I mean, the average screen time today is something like just under five hours. So you're talking about... So one of the subjects we did, uh, and Paul, do me a favor. Once we're done, just look at, like on our website and look at this video. One of the, uh, it's on the website. One of the subjects, uh, because the, the, the person who was um, moderating all of this and asking questions, he asked uh, about the screen time. He had 15 hours. Wow. 15, which is, it, like, how is it even possible? He know. pulled out his iPhone. He he went screen time, and it was 15 hours. Wow. You know what? That's and, crazy. And this, is, this is just a cell phone. It is crazy. Yeah. You know, and... and he wasn't a kid, though, but he, he was, you know, he's in his 20s, I think. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, I, I because I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a six-year-old, and my son, my first son, Paul Jr., he's 41, I think. He's got a, a one-year-old. So, you know, I have to be concerned about these things and kids are very sensitive. And one of the first indicators is they get very moody and grouchy and they have a hard time sleeping and it makes your job as a parent a lot harder. And, and, and it could be as simple as, as putting a, a life, uh, life tune in your, in your house. So I have a seven years old daughter and I have a baby boy, uh, he's, nine, he's eight months. So he sleeps in the crib. And what I did for him, I took the live tune room and I put it under the mattress. Perfect. Of his crib. Why I did under the mattress? Because his crib's in on wheels, so it moves. Sometimes it moves, you know, it could, you know, it could, it most of the time right now it's in our bedroom, but it could be, you know, I can I can move it in the house. I can put it him in other places. So I actually put it under the mattress. And also, it's probably better under the mattress because it's such a, a a colorful geometrical device. Kids will want it, want to eat it, and, and mess with it. Yeah, no, no, it's, he doesn't see it. It's under the mattress. He doesn't know it's there. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. my point. If he did see it, he would yeah. think, "Wow, what's that?" And he'd want to yeah. put it in his mouth. 
What a great conversation. So again, AriesTech.com. And thank you to our sponsors, including Aries Tech, uh, for all your love and support and making such beautiful, sustainable products to help make the world a better place. Thank you to all of you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to leave us a positive review on iTunes, I'd sure appreciate it. If you feel other people could benefit from this information, then please share the podcast because I don't think there's anything more important than the kinds of things we're discussing here. And uh, go to AriesTech.com and you know check out the devices. And uh, if you don't have a lot of money, then get something that will protect your phone because most people use their phones more than anything. And, and they're, they're really quite reasonable. What's the small device? Uh, so, so this is a good. Uh, this is a very good thing that you, you mentioned. That so, it, the, the, there are there are four products, and the price ranges from fifty dollars to two fifty. There you go. Um, but if I'm, you know, if I would be just, if I just heard it all for the first time in my life, and I said to myself, well, that makes sense, uh, you know. But I'm not kind of ready to go all in right now and just equipping every single device here in my house and you know just spending the money. I would probably start up with protecting the device that I use more than anything else and that has the most proximity to me, and that device is my cell phone. So, fifty dollars, it's less than a cell phone case. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. I just bought the I, I just bought a new iPhone 13 Max and I bought a case, original case. I paid $64 for that that plastic case. It's an it's an Apple branded case that costs $64. And uh, you know, a cell phone case if you know people spend money to you know, people spend $65 to protect their phone from one side only because somehow when you drop it it always land on the screen <laughs> magic right and yeah. we still spend 65 bucks to protect the, the phone and we definitely i'll definitely spend you know 50 dollars to protect my daughter from you know she's been sitting on this ipad a lot of hours a day and i would no brainer to me yeah me either so uh Great conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Look forward to sharing something extremely interesting and exciting with you soon. Dimitri, thank you for your genius. Thank you for bringing for the military technology to create health instead of war. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it was great speaking with you uh, and seeing you in, por in person. Uh, I see. I know we're going to connect again. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Lots of love, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check and today's guest, Dimitri Serov. You can visit AriesTech.com to find out more about the AriesTech LifeTune EMF and EMR protection devices for yourself, your tech devices, your pets, and your whole house. That's A-I-R-E-S-T-E-C-H.com for the LifeTune protection devices. You can follow Aries Tech on Facebook and Instagram at Aries Tech. Follow Paul on Instagram at paul.check, on Twitter at paulcheck, or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash living 4D with Paul Check. Watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com and get your free subscription to Czech videos and more at the Czech Institute's new media site, chikiva.com.
You can read the show notes and find links to the resources mentioned in this episode at checkinstitute.com forward slash podcast. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the show page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you are listening on Apple Podcasts.